Unicom's Dermis Dean. And we get to turn the interview tables around on our faculty. With the amount of knowledge that us Unicom medical students are forced to fit into our heads, we only superficially learn about the faculty that work tirelessly to ensure each one of us becomes a competent and compassionate physician. Sometimes it feels like we only scratch the surface for getting to know our faculty. So in an effort to get to know them on a deeper than epidermis level, we will go a layer down and learn about them dermis deep. So welcome to Dermis Deep, podcast where we get to know, where we get to turn the interview table around, ask some of Unicom's faculty some questions about themselves. I'm your host, Sean Byrne, third year medical student, anatomy and OMM teaching fellow here at UNE. And today I'm joined by Dr. Arafat, um, she is a clinical professor here um, at UNE who walks the line between OCS1 and OCS2, uh, OCS1 and OMK1, um, which is a really cool um, area that not many other faculty are able to do. So thank you for joining me today, Dr. Arafat. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so like I said, we kind of like to turn the interview tables around. So as I'm sure you're aware, um, one of the major first questions we always get. So why UNE? So why, why, why UNE, Dr. Arafat? Why, why did you come? Okay. So I, um, do I, uh, can I t tell you about why I moved from Philadelphia before yeah. coming here? Of right. Course. So I, I was in uh, Philadelphia at Jefferson Medical College. Now they call it the Kimmel, uh, you know, Sydney Kimmel Medical College. Um, I was there for about uh, 12 or 13 years at Jefferson, and that was after also being at UPenn for about three years. Uh, Penn, I did my postdoctoral training, and then at Jefferson, that was my first job. Uh, I, was, uh, uh, I was doing research and teaching there. I had my own lab, and I had a very successful research career. And um, uh, however, it became very stressful, um, you know, towards the, the end of the last year, I was unable to get grant money. So it was very stressful for me. <clears throat> and I love research. I loved it. I had like, uh, you know, more, I have about 60 publications in my lab and a lot of students work in my lab and, and residents and all that. I was in the Department of Surgery. So I, um, at the end, I decided that I want to do something that I really have passion for. And I, uh, so I started looking for uh, teaching jobs. And at the time, I, um, I interviewed at uni, I interviewed at Case Western, I interviewed at Cooper, um, and I interviewed at some other university somewhere in like, I even cannot remember the place. It was, it was in the middle of, I cannot remember. Anyway, so I did those uh, interviews and uh, uh, yes, in San Antonio, you know, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. And I got uh, job offers in every place I applied for and I interviewed at, which was nice. So I had to choose. And I chose Yoni for the following reasons. Number one, uh, um, Actually, uh, number one, why I came, it was for the curriculum, right? It's the integrated curriculum that just made sense to me, right? It was, it just made sense to me. And I was um, excited about it because, um, you know, when I went to medical school, I received my education traditionally, like we had topics, we had, uh, you know, um, disciplines and, and systems and stuff like that. 
Um, so to have that from the very beginning uh, just made sense to me because by the end of medical school, when I became a fifth year medical student back home in Egypt, I realized that I study everything together. You know, uh, uh, and when I was studying surgery, uh, you know, anatomy made sense to me. You know, everything made sense when you're doing, knowing the clinical application. So um, that was the reason why I came to It was for the curriculum. And of course, the people are so nice, absolutely. Um, I also felt that, and, and this is probably what I, what I learned uh, afterwards, is that because it's a, uh, a smaller school, uh, your chances of growing and, and doing, uh, you know, initiating things are more you know, than, than bigger schools. And, um, you know, I have to say the people were so nice and uh, welcoming. And um, lastly, Maine, I had no idea that Maine is so beautiful. So I decided that I'm coming here. Yeah, it's especially this time of year. This is like the finally the time of year we suffer through all winter for, for it to finally be nice out. And um, it's great. And they, they call it vacation land for a reason. Uh, no, when I came here for the interview, it was in um, May, mm -hmm. so the tulips were everywhere at the time, right? Like in Philadelphia, the tulips would have been in April, right? But here they are, you know, delayed. Um, so, uh, and uh, my uh, escort, he was actually taking me to all the cool places, <laughs> and he like so I would like uh, taking me in like in in uh, uh, Ocean Ave, in Ocean Ave, that's in Kennebunkport, and I was just like every five minutes can we stop here and I was like taking pictures because I was just so impressed with how beautiful it was yeah yeah it's it's a beautiful state for sure and thank you for sharing that we're very thankful that you decided to come to UNE and I've been fortunate enough to learn from you over the past few years so I'm very happy you made that decision and that I also made a decision to come here to be uh, one of your students thank you John. you're welcome so you kind of you brushed over a lot of it um but so kind of talked about how from you came from philadelphia to here and you also talked about a little bit about how you got your medical degree in egypt um cairo so just talk a little bit about like the path that led you to here like what made you decide that you wanted to do medicine and then through because you've got a long career of education you've got a phd two different masters got a master's of medical education through here at une um so i, I think that's a really cool uh, if you could take us through your, your process of going through all of that yeah so uh what led me to medical school so um in egypt we join medical school right after high school right so we don't go to college it's right after high school and it's extremely competitive you really need to do extremely well in high school to be able to join medical school. Um, and I did that. And I did it because I, uh, um, I always um, just, I, I think it occurred to me in my uh, second year when I was in high school. So we have three years of high school. Uh, and uh, uh, in the second year, it was my first time, or maybe the first year in high school, it was my first time to learn how to study. Right. And I realized that learning and not studying is the way to go. You really need to learn and learning uh, requires you to be completely focused and also requires you to be uh, to memorize. You cannot just read. You have to memorize. So I, I realized that early on and, and, and I followed that throughout my whole high school and I excelled in, in my last year in high school. So 
it just made sense to me that I go to medical school and um, I always loved the sciences, you know, uh, plus um, all my families, uh, like my cousins, all of them, almost all of them are, they, they went to medical school. So it was, I guess it was my, my father's side of the family that he did not have any, uh, uh, you know, children in medical school. So I decided that I would go to medical school. And um, yeah, so I went to medical school. So it was really tough going to medical school. And the reason for that is that we have one year of pre-med and that's your preparation to medical school before you start medical school. And that year of pre-med, we were, it was grueling because you needed to study everything that is science. You need to study biology, zoology, botany, uh, chemistry, all kinds of chemistry. I don't know, like physical chemistry, organic chemistry, biochemistry, everything, and biology, of course, and anatomy. Uh, it was so difficult because I had my education in Arabic. Can you believe that? I had my education. Uh, uh, you cannot imagine, right? My math, my physics, my chemistry, everything was in, uh, in English. So, um, in Arabic. So going to learn everything in, in English after that was tough. And I remember um, I would spend like I don't know, the whole day just translating one page, one page of my whatever book. Um, however, as the year went by, it became easier and you get become familiar with the terms, all the medical or the, the scientific lingo and uh, especially the names of the bones and stuff like that and you dissect stuff and <clears throat> so it was not uh, at the end it was not uh a second i need to just make this uh no it's quite all right yeah we all get these email notification um yeah so i think uh, i think after i finished um uh, that first year it became really easy after that so going through uh, five years of medicine, two years uh, with the basic sciences, uh, uh, and uh, uh, some minimal clinical training, third year starting to go to the hospital, fourth and fifth year, you're just in the hospital, you're, you know, all doing all your rotations. And um, I, I became fascinated with everything. I loved it. And uh, yeah, so I graduated with honors, and I um, I went and I did my residency in internal medicine, and I uh, realized after some time, well, I was in the university hospital, right? And university hospitals in Egypt are free for, uh, so you really see there uh, very poor patients, the poorest of the poorest. And Egypt, you know, they, you know, it's not a very uh, a rich country for some people but you know the poor people are really really poor so and those are the people that come to you and I realized I'm, I'm very good with everything that is medicine related but I just I did not have a very um, um, I, I just my heart I couldn't take it to see very sick people and I would go and take them I would uh, you know, instead of giving the money to get the medicine, because for me, what is a prescription? You know, he's not going to get the medicine. So I would take him to the pharmacy and I get them the medicine. And I, so after, um, um, you know, after I finished my residency, I realized I was really sad. I became really sad because I, I just was not happy because, you know, I couldn't take it really. It was very hard. I was broke 
and I was depressed. So I said, you know, I need to do something that is, uh, you know, I didn't really come to medical school to be, to feel like that. And I could not separate myself from the patients. And this is something that, and remember, I graduated at 23 years old. So I was really also young. So you don't have this kind of experience that you just learn over the years to separate and, and do these like, you know, compartmentalization between your experiences. So that was tough. So I decided to do a clinical pathology fellowship, you know, to be away from the patients, yeah. you know, uh, and I did that, but I didn't like it because I felt that I, I was almost like a technician and I didn't like that. So I decided that I need to do research. And so I, I, uh, I went and I um, applied for a faculty position in our anatomy department. I got it and um, I did my, um, so it's part of your career as you're going through a medical school or a faculty that you first do a master's and then you do a PhD. That's the way. And I did my master's in um, uh, histopathology and in, um, in biochemistry. So my major was uh, histopathology and my minor was biochemistry. And after that, I, it was my PhD time, and I decided to come to the United States. And that's where I came here to UMDNJ in, in Newark, New Jersey, and I did my PhD in, um, the topic was um, uh, mucosal immune defense. And, um, um, you know, so it was immunology and cell biology. Um, and that's it. I finished PhD and then I did my, I did the, some uh, postdoctoral training at uh, Temple University in Philadelphia and uh, the biggest part three years I did in UPenn in, in uh, surgery working on uh, smooth muscle biology and stuff like that. And after that, it was Jefferson. And after that, it was, yeah. And then I came when I came to uni uh, because I did my, um, I did all my, you know, it was mainly a teaching job. So I decided that I really need to be good at what I do. I always been, you know, described as a good teacher, but I really needed to learn the basics and learn, you know, how things are. So I, I just, uh, it was nice to, 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 to get to learn how to design a curriculum, how to, you know, write good questions, how to, um, you know, it was a leadership course too. So it was, it was how to do qualitative research, not quantity. So that was a lot of learning that I learned and also how to, there's uh, another one really nice course about how to um, have a budget for your practice, which I think every, every medical student, they, they need to take that course because it's really, uh, it was cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's a, a <laughs> very, a very, you've had a very interesting career and I, I know like just from working alongside you that you have a big heart and I know a lot of people look up to you and it, you can clearly see that how how starting out I know a lot of people feel that way just get into medicine you want to help people but it's the, a lot of times it's uh, who helps us kind of thing so it can be hard to take on that and there are other paths whether it be research whether it be teaching and you have these other avenues to to, to ensure that you're not getting burnt out um, completely so yeah, and, and one of the things about that is that um, that I found, you know, the value of, of this kind of career is that you can move very smoothly between basic sciences and clinical. You can bring them both together right away. It's not, uh, you know, it's not hard at all 
to, to talk about the, 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 the sodium potassium channels or talk about the action potential and talk about hyperkalemia or hypokalemia, you know, it's really close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, I think a lot of people can, can relate to, to the way how you got at least into medical school where, you know, we're all, we're all students and we're all excelled at the sciences and really found them interesting and we really wanted to help uh, other people. So it's, it's, it's a very, um, I think it hit home close for close to me anyways. So it's, um, it's great to hear that. And uh, like I said, that there are other avenues like research. And I, I think that's why I kind of took a teaching fellowship as well, just because I think that will be a good outlet as well too. I think it's obviously like very important to, um, to teach the next incoming physician. So I'm not gonna talk much about research, but maybe you have a question about that. <laughs> you've got, you know, like you said, you've got like about 60 publications and everything like that. And I, I think, um, for a lot of people here at UNE, people do research prior to coming here and they try to get into some and it's a little bit more difficult. And it seems like when I was uh, doing research as well, a lot of a lot of it is, it's great to be doing the research, but then the, writing, the grant writing seems to be kind of like the, the number one killer and there you have to get really good at, with like writing syntax and getting everything approved. And, and there almost kind of seems to be, uh, uh, that seems to be like the, a major portion of the job where it should be most of the job should be actually doing the research and i saw i know a lot of friends who got burnt out from that who've been turned off from doing phds for the simple fact that with a master's they can easily switch from lab to lab kind of thing whereas with phd you you have to have the grant money and you have to be highly specialized so true yeah it's fun though it's yeah fun. it's definitely and it's it's instrumentally important into everything that we're doing especially given like the recent climate with new diseases and things like that there's so much that we don't know and there's so much that we we need to know so it's it's and, and is that when you when you're doing it and you know that you can help the patient directly which is really um that exactly why i did research because yeah. i can take it from my lab to the patient which was perfect mm -hmm. translational research is just something really. Um, so what does it mean for you to, to work here, to, to, to be a, a professor here at UNE? Um, so I, I take my, my job really very, um, I, you know, I, 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 first of all, I don't take myself seriously. Okay. I, I really, I, my, you know, I like joking around and all that, but I, uh, uh, I take my commitment to my job really very seriously because I find that, um, you know, that kind of dedication and, and um, what do you call it? I, I cannot find the word. It's like when you put your all in your preparation and, and your, uh, the knowledge that you need to uh, acquire for yourself and then you give it to the students in a very easy way for them to understand. That's it takes a lot to do that, and it took a lot for me. It, I mean, it take every every lecture is like that, but I I don't I cannot imagine it to be otherwise. It has to be this way, and um, um, so being a professor is my relationship with the students. That's really what it is all about, and I want to make sure that they are good physicians and I want in my stage at this time when I teach either in 
OMK1 or OMK2 or in, uh, or in OCS1, my whole thing, I always bring that, you know, you know, I teach a lot of basic sciences, but I always bring the patient. I always bring it. And, um, and my happiness really is when the students come back and tell me, you know, I saw this case, Dr. Arafat, I saw this, whatever, you know, when you talked about, you know, I saw this, uh, uh, um, you know, it was a third year student who's coming back to give us a morning report and he was presenting a case of my senior gravis and he said, Dr. Arafat, you know, when I saw this case, I went back to your lecture and I started reading about my senior gravis again. And uh, I think, um, uh, I think what the students learn in, in first year, they don't forget. I, I believe that more than second year. And uh, it sticks with them somehow. And I think that, um, being again, I'm just going to back go to your question. It is about about uh, my own teaching and um, how it impacts the students. I, I would not say teaching is just like I can introduce the knowledge in a way that is so easy to be to understand, and then they can take it after that and learn more on their own. No, and I, I definitely uh, agree. Like having your lectures on like even like things that are kind of like more rare, but like the dermatomyositis and polymyositis first year. Um, and then I've seen a case of that as well. And it's like, oh yeah, I did learn that back then. So it definitely does stick, um, especially when seeing patients. And it definitely helps solidify when you see a patient because then you can actually put it with that. So it's good that you have that patient centric um, uh, uh, approach to teaching for sure. And thank you because I, again, like I said, I think you're a big role model for a lot of students and you definitely um, inspire a lot of us to, to, to really put the patient first for sure. Um, so what's something that you do to recharge your battery, so to speak? So when you're feeling low or feeling burnt out with something that you personally do or um, that helps you get back to a, a state of um, being ready to go, go keep going kind of thing. Yeah, I, um, a couple of things that I do, I, um, I do a, a lot of prayers, you know, especially these past times, it's been really tough, you know, um, so I, I pray, um, um, and also I go to the beach, that's another thing, <laughs> I do that, and we're so lucky here in Maine, so I can just, you know, 10 minutes, I'm at the beach, and I can walk, just, you know, it's really nice to do that. Sure. Or I can, I can uh, you know, talk to, to, to people, talk to my kids, talk to my, you know, students talk to me all the time. So it's nice. I, I just finished a, a phone call with a third year student. Uh, and I just, uh, before her right away, it was a second year student. And last yesterday, I had like three phone calls with students. So I, I always talk to them. That's awesome. Yeah, I just want to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And... Yeah, I can't say enough like how much we appreciate having like a faculty member like you because it's 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 really um, something special and I'm sure not a lot of um, students can say that they have you know a, a first year clinical faculty member um, who is so uh, um, still part of everybody's lives. So thank you again. Um, so if you weren't in medicine, where would you be? Like if this in this line of work, where where do you think you you would have wound up? You mean, I mean, I, I went through from a practicing to research to teaching, right? Yeah. It's all in medicine. Um, 
I think I remember one time I, uh, well, okay, when I was young, I wanted to be a singer, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I used to sing and I was the solo singer in my choir in, in the medical school, so that was really cool. Um, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I, I thought also, um, one time I actually did some um, uh, readings on anthropology and I thought that it's a, an, a very interesting science. Uh, to see how people adapt to their uh, environment. And I thought that would be really, really cool to, to travel around and see communities and how they change and how they evolve. And I thought anthropology would be something I would be, be, be interested to do. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the history of us, of humans everywhere. So it's a really exactly. cool, cool exactly. science. Um, what is one piece of advice you can give to all students right now, given that we're in this tumultuous time of COVID and political and uh, unrest as well as activism? Um, so what, what's something that you can give to P, uh, students to cope or um, to, to kind of put in perspective everything that's going on? I, I have no problem if you are interested in being in activism or in doing whatever, if you have an exam, if you have boards, you have nothing to do with any of that. Okay, I am, I, I am totally, you need to have, so my advice to all the students is that you have to have your career first. That's your, your you are here on a mission to finish medical school and to go to the residency of your choice. That's number one. Anything else is, is noise and you need to really need to cut this noise. And uh, if, you are, uh, if you have the luxury of the time, like you finish your boards or do whatever you want, but if you don't, then don't, don't do any of that. You just need to have these like, you know, I don't know what you call them, like visors, whatever. You just need to have those and you have your eye uh, on your goal all the time and whatever it takes studying you know pulling all-nighters whatever it doesn't matter you just need to finish and that's you know that's focus and that's derive and that's what you need to do so that's my advice to the students you need to finish yeah i think i think that's some good advice um regardless of whatever is happening in the world, whether somebody's listening to this from a year from now or in like a week or something like that. I think that's- I have to say, I mean, you know, there are, uh, uh, sometimes life happens, right? Circumstances happen, people get sick, people get, you know, family things happen. And um, when when this happens, you need to give the attention to that too. You know, it's not like you're, you know, you're not a machine. We are definitely affected by everything around us. But what I'm saying is that, um, you know, I know it's easier said than done, what I'm saying. And definitely, I'm able to do this more. And in, 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 as I got older, I, I was able to do that, to separate myself from uh, whatever happening. But when you are young, it's hard. But that's really, you need to do it intentionally to be able to focus and finish. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Um... Uh, what is one book that you think everybody should read or a book that you've, you've read recently or something that you've watched or seen uh, recently that you think would be a good for students? Um, well, I have been, um, you know, since I did not grow up in this country, so I actually, um, I have been um, 
you know, and with all the, the stuff that's happening in the country, I decided to start educating myself on matters of, you know, racism and, um, and uh, uh, discrimination and stuff. And uh, it's, it's been, uh, you know, I'm learning so much these days. So many books, I, uh, I read the, the book, uh, White Fragility um, uh, to uh, D'Angelo. Uh, her name, I cannot remember her first name. And uh, I have been uh, watching a lot of Jane Elliott. She is an incredible, uh, uh, you know, previous teacher, but she had this uh, blue eye, uh, brown eye experiment that she had done, and she still do. Um, uh, I have watched uh, on Netflix something, um, a, a documentary called 13th, about the 13th Amendment and about... Uh, um, slavery and mass incarceration, which is a new form of slavery now. Um, I have, um, uh, what else? Uh, I'm still, I have a whole bunch of books that I'm uh, borrowing and, 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 and ordering on, on uh, Amazon, um, maybe listen to. Um, yeah, so um, there's so much. Before that, actually, before all this happened, I was uh, reading a book. I cannot remember now the name. It's been like so long. Uh, uh, on the, um, it was a psychiatry book about uh, cases. The, the 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 writer is a psychiatrist, and he was talking about uh, PTSD and uh, and, uh, and and not necessarily just uh, in war, but even individuals who were exposed to trauma. So it was a very very nice book that I. Um, I was reading, but at this time, I'm just totally focused on these other topics. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's important to like, as a physician or just in general, to be, continue reading. Like, I think like we have a lot to learn in medical school. So it's kind of hard to try to enjoy anything else when you're using your brain power for other things, but just getting in the habit of reading, um, whether it's what your field of medicine or it's other things, I think it's always important to be learning, and especially now um, more so than ever with um, uh, a lot more of the racial issues being brought to the forefront as they should be. So I think it's important to, to, to be educating yourself as best you can on these topics. And prior to that, I was totally immersed in uh, COVID and Corona. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was learning a lot about this topic too, and I really learned a lot. And I had a, a, a nice uh, a Zoom session with uh, many students, like uh, maybe 25 students who wanted to learn about what I learned about Corona. So we're talking about the diagnosis and treatment and uh, still learning about it. It's really a very nice, uh, crazy disease to learn about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely uh, very applicable nowadays to be learning some some public health as well too um and everything so very interesting um what's your favorite meal if you had one um or something that you've been craving recently not necessarily a favorite meal if you can't think of one well i um well i like anything barbecue i like barbecue mm. right um uh, so I like to, uh, uh, steak and salads and corn and stuff like that. That's my favorite uh, meal in the summer or chicken, you know, anything. Yeah. that's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Thinking like anything off the grill, you know, grilled corn, you got like, you know, those different salads and everything. That does sound really good right about now. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, but I just wanted to thank you for your time. Um, so this, this was really great. And it's really great hearing about like, because um, I'm sure you've talked about it in the past, but just putting in the forefront of understanding like, you know, how there are different paths to get to different areas. And again, like I can't say enough that like, I'm sure you're already aware of how thankful we are to having you as a professor, but just the, the fact that we're able to, um, to you're able to share some of the knowledge that you had with us. I'm very thankful for that. And thanks for coming on here and letting me bend your ear for, you know, however long it's been. Thank you, Sean. And I just, uh, one last word that I wanted to say is that every, uh, everywhere where I uh, spent time working, it was something that I had uh, a lot of passion for. And at the end, you know, you don't feel that you're working. You feel that you're doing something that you love. So you wake up in the morning and you're so excited. Uh, when I was doing research, I would just, you know, in the bed, you know, before I wake up and I'm imagining an experiment that we need to do. And I call my tech and I say, we need to do that. And I go to, to my lab and it's done. So it's, it's really cool. And, and, and teaching is a lot of fun and interacting with the students. So it's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, so you really, if you approach your work from that perspective of love and passion, it's never worked. Great way to end this. Thanks again, Dr. Arafat. And thank you again for listening to the Dermis D podcast. Let me know if you have any questions at sbyrme3 at uni.edu.